Good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Minor. It's Tuesday, February the 15th. I hope everybody had a very good Valentine's dinner last night. Uh, I'm not going to ask you today. I'm not going to embarrass you, Ollie. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and let's move straight on to mining. Uh, what are you going to kick off with today, Ollie? Glencore, maybe, is the big one. Uh, yes, good as place to start as any. Um, some huge numbers there uh revenue 204 billion up 43 percent year on year ebitda 21 billion up 84 percent year on year uh and then net income of about 5 billion uh 26 cents per share dividend split equally into two 13 cents tranches over the halves um and most of that has been driven by uh, higher commodity prices, um, particularly coal. If you look at the breakdown, um, the marketing side, um, so so trading is is actually fairly flat, um, not quite as easy conditions with uh, supply chain issues, logistics, smelter shutdowns, all of those sorts of things hampering that side of the business. But the actual mining and production side um is where the earnings growth came from industrial activities that uh EBITDA there increased from 7.8 billion to 17.1 billion um mostly from energy products which does include coal um yeah look so, I tell you what they were they were incredibly good figures Ollie and the markets marked them up um 17p this morning that's four percent I mean the stock price at 430, 435p has sort of come back, come up a long way actually recently because it got down as low as sort of a pound during the pandemic, uh, but it's still below the IPO price, <laughs> 500p. So it's got a little bit further to go. But I mean, with these are staggering numbers. Uh, you may be about to talk about BHP later or not. I don't know, but they obviously have record numbers overnight as well. I mean, you know, we are back in a mining super cycle. Uh, and particularly for sort of battery metals and critical metals. And this is going to last, I think, for, you know, many years. And with this sort of cash flow that the majors are generating, it is inevitable, isn't it? They go and start buying up, you know, the juniors, et cetera, all the quality ones, um, you know, refilling the hopper, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I think so. And and there's a lot of reference in, um, in Glencore's announcement to new commodities and, and and the energy transition um so perhaps not just in the uh commodities that you're you're used to seeing um and the bulks yeah so that, that sort of follows doesn't it what you know sir mick davis is doing at vision blue brian Manel's doing at TechMet. uh you know friedland's certainly doing it well he's such a huge empire it's it's harder to track but it's the way that things are going, isn't it? These critical met battery metals. Yeah, and and the other interesting point I think to, that that comes up in there is that they're actually doing a lot of work um, in relation to carbon prices and offsets, and they're now applying sensitivity analysis to their portfolio against carbon pricing. Um, I mean, there's there's not a huge amount of detail, but they do say that it's resilient to it obviously carbon prices have have risen dramatically over the past of 18 months so i think about sort of 90 euros a ton from sort of 10 20 um 
and so anyone buying offsets to so that they have to minimize the check operational change to their business um that's going to be having a an impact on margins um yeah okay i don't what else did you want to uh, cover this morning then ollie as well as the the, the majors um Cornish Metals, they've expanded their mineral lease uh, by South Crofty by about 222 hectares. Um, so it's not a not a huge swathe of land, but I think it sort of highlights part of our view that consolidation is is key to the Cornish mining sector, um, but also that it's actually quite a complicated thing to do. You can see that they've uh, acquired this lease from the Vivian family and a lot of these mining leases are small packages um, and the rights to them go back centuries so putting them together into a um, a commercial package is is no mean feat and it's the way forward down in Cornwall isn't it funny I've just had an email from one of my clients he says he used to go fishing with uh, the uh, Ferreras, Vivian, very complicated now, I can't, I can't pronounce it. But I think we're going to see more of this, aren't we, of people putting packages together of people's families, you know, mineral rights down in Cornwall. Uh, we, we heard it from Cornish Lithium. Uh, we know that Mark Thompson is going around putting packages together. And this is one of the interesting things, I think, down about the whole Cornish mining situation, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the more consolidation, the more cooperation um the better for the region as a whole yeah no question that cooperation is what is required for the region it won't work without it uh the problem is there's a lot of little players down there that i suspect although they say they all get on with each other you know one of the things we're trying to do is find out whether they actually do or not isn't it ollie um they don't always get on as well as they claim but anyway more on that later maybe um what else have you got this morning uh sol gold half years um i mean we're, we're talking about um you know commodity super cycle and people will be looking for large um development plays and exposure to new projects um but uh, and london is is a bit lacking for these generally um and i think it's a real shame that this is probably london's biggest one they spent 50 million um dollars in the first half of this year so that leaves them about 58 um but that cash spend is just incomparable to some of their peers with much higher valuations nine million dollars on sgna six and a half million on interest if you compared that to say Philo Mining or Solaris, which are much bigger companies, but also developing uh, huge copper projects. They've spent a magnitude less over the first nine months, not six, sort of 20 million Canadian or 27 million US respectively in their SG&A is half or two or a third lower. Um, so I think again highlighting London's weakness in in mining stories against Canada. Yeah, look, we're very aware of that. Obviously, we're fairly exchange agnostic and do a lot of work with the Canadian mining companies. 
uh, very keen obviously to get them all to dual list over here on the Anchors Exchange. But yeah, we look at a lot of the Canadian mining companies and they do in general tend to be better. Uh, one I, I know is a small, I don't know if you saw this, Ollie, but Kazira Global had quite a, a positive update on what they're doing um, down in South Africa. But the reason that interests me, their stock's up 20% this morning, is that obviously Tectonic Gold that we act for um, has a sort of 10% stake and a bit of a joint venture with Kazira, which is probably very, very good news for uh, Tectonic Gold. And obviously with the gold price also now starting to motor a little bit, isn't it? You know, we got it up at 1860. Um, I would have thought that's all pointing pretty good for small gold stocks. Um, yeah, and actually a, a couple of comments I saw on on Twitter recently about how uh, UK investors are, are, are getting used to COVID rules being relaxed, but actually forget that a lot of other countries um, have still got them in place. So their work on the ground is still quite hard to do. But South Africa is obviously um, also pretty much removed all of its COVID restrictions. Um, and so although the, the macro environment is, is pretty difficult, you're starting to get stuff done on the ground. Yeah, I believe the CEO, Brett Boynton of Tech, I think oh, is, is in South Africa at the moment, actually getting things done on the ground, as you say, Ollie. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to quickly mention? We've natted away for a little while now. Uh, I think that's probably enough for today. Um, we can pick right. up anything else tomorrow. Yep, very good. Thanks, Ollie. Cheers.